Hello, welcome to our podcast. In what place do you expect to hear this beautiful piece, Oh Shenandoah? Imagine a young woman holds a guitar, sitting close to a bed, and looking at the person laying on it. At the same time, with eyes closing slightly, the old man immerses himself in the rhythm and makes the beat with his hands, raising a smile. The scene happens at Alina Health Hospice in Minnesota. The music is performed by a music therapist who provides services for patients who are at the end of their lives. However, if you grew up in a non-Western country, for example China, and you might haven't heard learned American culture, you might wonder, what is a hospice? Have I learned that?、Uh, have I heard about that before? This leads us to today's topic: terminal diseases and death in China and the USA. Firstly, what is a terminal disease or illness? Mandy, an American college instructor, shared us with her understanding. Let's listen to Mandy. Yeah. So here, and in Mandarin Chinese, the equivalence of that could be 绝症 or 晚期疾病 It is worth noticing that in the Chinese expression 绝症 the first word not only contains the meaning of end or extreme, but usually combines with other words creating the meaning related to desperate, exhausted, hopeless, etc. It's easier to arouse people's emotional reactions, such as sympathy, but at the same time, it's also easier to stigmatize these diseases as well because it evokes emotions and makes people feel miserable. So now, after knowing the definition and different effects of terminal disease in China, Chinese and American culture. Let's move forward to the honesty behind terminal diseases in both cultures. We are always told honesty is an essential quality of humans, but does dishonesty always mean irresponsibility and character flaw? Doctor Ma, who has served patients for twenty years in a Chinese hospital. Responds with an example of him, one of his patients. About two years ago, an old woman was diagnosed with terminal cancer. 
She had a really big family with sons, daughters, and grandchildren taking care of her in turn. After knowing the diagnosed result, her daughters and sons get got out of the ward and cried secretly. Then his son came to my office and begged me to do him a favor by pretending not knowing his mom's disease in front of her. We can see that it's painful for terminal disease patients' family to accept the fact, and it will be even harder to tell the patient. Many family members are afraid that the patient will be down in the dumps and then cause an aggravation of the condition. It's not uncommon to see this kind of situation. Honestly, as a medical worker, every time when I witness the family pretending to be cheerful and encourage the patient while they buried their tears in heart, my heart broke for them. In America, differently, most people would just be direct to the disease as Mandy introduced, who's an American instructor and has been living in China for almost 20 years. In China, as a result, it's not uncommon to see family members tell white lies to the patient, pretending the patient is healthy and will recover soon. Exposing the happy side to the patient while hiding the grief into their heart, that's some of the Chinese family's choices to ensure the patient living in a peaceful, harmonious, and relaxing atmosphere at the end of life. In American culture, families tend to be honest to the patients because they value human rights. They think patients have the right to know about their health conditions and make decisions for themselves, as Mandy indicates. So, you might wonder, why do people in two cultures make so different decisions to their family member? The concepts of collectivism and individualism in both societies might explain this difference as well. Kumar, a scholar, mentioned in his research study that in collectivist societies, people take strong responsibility for each other and extend relationship with each other. In China, when a patient is diagnosed with a terminal disease, his family members would usually take responsibility for him to leave less pain for the patient. In this way, the family strengthens patient's belief in recovery and creates the illusion of happiness. However, as patient's condition gets worse, will they always believe in their health? And what if they overhear the truth and get overwhelmed? This kind of dilemma might be less common in an individualist society because the dying patient's real situations are not hidden. Under this circumstance, their end-of-life quality depends on how they accept the fact and face death. It is also the individualism that makes the patients and their families believe they should have the right to die in comfort as well, as Mandy indicated. Where do, where do they live and how do they spend their last days of life 
while being taken care of. That comes to the place we heard the sound at the beginning of the podcast, a hospice. As an international student from China, I was unfamiliar with hospice until I, I interviewed Mandy. She said, And so that would be someone who no longer can, their family cannot help take care of them. They still maybe need, it's not, it's not trying to help them get them better. It's trying to make them more comfortable so that they're dying in peace rather than dying in pain. In 2018, there were around 1.55 million patients served in the United States. Instead of being isolated in the, in the intensive care unit of a hospital, the hospice can provide patients with joy and kindness as well as the opportunity to appreciate the world they are living in. And actually, no matter to be honest or not, both ways of communication contain the love and respect from the patient's family. Just as the cultural iceberg shows, in American culture, the surfaces of the iceberg, or the fact, are the name of terminal disease and the family's honesty to the patients. Below the direct approach of communication is the individualistic values that contribute to goal orientation, as Merkin said. In Chinese collectivist society, differently, indirect communication is preferred as a result of relationship orientation, said by a scholar, Merkin. However, the, the ultimate goal or the ultimate motivation of families in both cultures shows great humanity. To let the the terminal disease patients enjoy their end-of-life days. Okay, that's all for today's podcast. Thank you for your listening. Have a good day.